guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, episode 138, entitled Valentine's Love and Trivia. Before we get into the episode, want to give a quick shout out to Tim Gaines, Lindsay, uh, G- uh, Glenroy Smith. Who else we got here? We got Kelsey Amber. We got my mom, Sonia's here. Anybody else here that I don't see? Uh, Isn't Tim Gaines uh, Garth Brooks's alter ego? I-, I think that was Chris Gaines. Oh, uh, there we go. Chris Gaines. If uh yeah, didn't we have an episode that was kind of centered around that? Oh, uh, no, nope. no, we the, didn't. The unspoken episode. <laughs> the unspoken. It sh- it shall go unnamed. Well, welcome to the episode, everybody, gentlemen. How you doing? Good, good, good. My name is Brad Silliker. I'm one third of your host. I'm joined on my left by Lucas Candy. Hey, Lucas. And Hello. right, right below us is Andrew Beckwith. Hey, buddy. Nice to nice to see you. How does this, <laughs> how does this work? Uh, anyway, guys, uh, we're not going to do much preamble here. We're going to get right into the episode, but I want to give all husbands, including you two and myself, a verbal warning that in five days, it is in fact Valentine's Day. Uh, my Valentine started yesterday, so I'm on, I'm on board. Don't worry about it. I'm on it. You do a Valentine's week? I do a Valentine's week. Yeah. Oh, must give me two thumbs up. whoa uh yeah started in university and has carried through so it's just like little things every day so it's not like it's not like a like you tell her you you tell her you love her that's day one (laughs) that's right right melissa says it's a big deal she enjoys it wow okay andrew what does a valentine's week look like for you and your home Uh, there's no Valentine's week. We actually we celebrate birthday week, um, but Valentine's is what? just one day. Well, yeah, birthday week. We do birthday weekend, so I managed because of Valentine's, I've been able to contain birthdays to weekend so far. My goodness, what is my problem? Uh, everything for problem. me. Sounds like you have no problem whatsoever here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. Count my blessings. Um, All right. Well, anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Listen, if you want to find out more about us, you can find that out at our website, www.oxfordholyclub.com. Thanks, Durbin, for liking the stream. I'm going to talk about that right now. We would love it if you're watching to hit the like button. It definitely helps us. It helps promote the podcast onto the different platforms that it's on. But the biggest thing you could do to help is to share the podcast. And you do that very easily by clicking share. That just puts it on your Facebook wall, but it doesn't force anybody to watch it. Uh, You know what they say, you can lead a horse to a podcast, but you can't make him listen. So if you could just at least try half of that equation. Although Derwin has a farm, so maybe he can get his animals to listen. Derwin, could you please play this for the cows and see if that sours the milk? Yeah, if it goes up or down the production, let us know. I'm really interested. Now I'm really, really interested. All right, well. Uh, So click share, click like. There's a repeated version of this on YouTube later. And if you just enjoy listening to the audio only and not seeing the faces, uh, you can do that on any of your podcast players of choice. Just look up Oxford Holy Club and there we will be. We're always there. Rain or shine. All right, Lucas. Puking or not puking? (laughs) We're going to toss to you now and the one off, my dude. All right. 
Why don't you explain right. what a one-off is? <laughs> so one-off is just when I, we have, one of us has an idea for a segment that would be fun to do once, but it wouldn't be like an all-the-time thing, especially if it has like limited uh, you know, replayability. This is probably a very limited replayability. Um, it started today when I was driving my wife to work. When, when we get out the door on time, I get to drive her to work. Uh, she's already looking at me. Uh, and uh, she liked that because if she has to drive herself, it's like a pain to park and walk to the place anyway. And, but one of the reasons why she doesn't want to walk from the parking lot to her place, which is like a 10 minute walk at least, is because when she goes to work, it kind of looks like someone fleeing a war zone. Like she's got multiple bags. They're all like overstuffed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of, she's got a computer bag that's always like bursting, um, with like papers and all kinds of stuff like that. She's got this giant. It's somewhere between a purse and a duffel bag. Like it's leather and it's fancy, but it's there's a lot. It's never fancy. a pen. A lot of stuff in there. Um, <laughs> never a pen. <laughs> never a pen ever. And uh, and then she has a lunchbox that's like also a purse size thing. Um, she's very snacky throughout the day. But so and and there's of course like her giant like coffee I, mug. And I look like look that. at him. Look at him looking to the side yeah. to make sure he's not about to get hit. Can you bring in your giant duffel bag purse <laughs> thing so I can show it on air? We won't show your computer bag because that's pretty self-explanatory. Just take a computer bag and stuff way too much stuff in it, and that's what you have. While we're so, and, and we were talking about it. Oh, sorry. While we're waiting, I just want to give a quick shout out and say hello to Karen Milligan. Don't take anything out of it, please. Hey, just Karen. Nice to see you as well. Bennett McDonald, thanks for watching. Glad you're here. All right. So, ooh, there we go. So this, which and it's like <laughs> it's bigger just than you. Chop full of kills with stuff, and. She doesn't want me to show all her secrets. It's, I'm pretty sure it's 85% old receipts, but that's fine. Oh. Uh, anyway, and we were talking about the fact that, like, how can someone live this way day in and day out? Like, it would just drive me crazy all the time. Um, and I talked about, I bragged a little bit how streamlined my process is, my everyday carry type stuff. And, and just on the way there, we saved her a few, we talked about a few things that could save her some, you know, uh, pounds on shoulder or whatever the measurement's going to be. But so, and there's like sessions called like everyday carriage. You see them on YouTube and stuff. People show like, this is one of my daily things I bring with me every day. So I thought we could do that and talk about what we've done. And I think you guys are similar to me where you, you value, uh, you know, uh, keeping things lean and not having way too much stuff, but still having the stuff you want. So we're going to got to give a tour of our daily commuter bags here. So here's mine. It's a very small little computer bag. Um, I got it for free at a, a, a technology out expo. of a dumpster <laughs> that tracks <laughs> brunet it solutions thank you brunet not a sponsor i liked it from the jump because it wasn't one it was brand new and two it's like small like and it's nice and compact but it's got everything i want so i'll just show you what my daily stuff is so first of all is uh my laptop which is a very small 12 inch macbook and it's so light i constantly think i've forgotten it and don't have it in my bag but i always do almost always do um, then I have, uh, the only thing I have a little Almost sheet in here for it. Uh, I have my, my daily planning book, which I use for everything that I do. I plan out my days, you know, put my big three things of the day, then all my to-do list items and check them off as I go Has all my daily, monthly, yearly goals in here goes with me wherever I go. So it's pretty good. That's always riding shotgun. Uh, of course I've got one of my numerous, Super nerdy fountain pens. I've always got a few of those floating around, you know. Uh, so it's always good. And of course, it's 
2020, so there's going to be a couple masks in there. You know, I think that's pretty standard. And we're getting down to the end, really. Uh, the only other thing they have is if you ever have owned a Mac, you have dongles because you need to because they don't have all the stuff you need. So I have a couple different dongles in this little little zippered case here. This one, whoa, this one lets me do HDMI and uh, like USBs and stuff like that. It's getting real deep in Man, there. Man, we're going, yeah. we're going there. Okay. We're going there. What's and the other then, one do? Course, uh, I've got my Soundcore uh, earbuds, which are amazing, 100-hour battery life. They ran me from September until January with, on one charge. Wow. So very good. I'm very proud of that. And I actually, I don't use this one, but I, I always want to use it. And it's my Altec Lansing uh, H220 Bluetooth speaker. Uh, very small, very compact, great little speaker. I don't know if I imagine myself like starting a block party with this thing or Hold what. It over but... your head. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I, and I don't use it. I've only used it a couple times. But those few times I've it's come in handy, it's been pretty clutch. Uh, and usually I just have a little like um, one of those aux cables that like zings closed or really small. And I think that's basically it. Well, and uh, of course Sharpie. Uh, and I've got what would a bag be without a bunch of business cards, just in case I run into some high-powered uh, business associate that I need to give them my card you know Ooh, that was good Ooh, there we go uh and it's even got hey if you want to check out it's got a qr code and everything pretty fancy um all right that's my everyday carry that's what comes with me day in day out occasionally i'll add a few items but that's kind of the, the longer short of it how about you guys what do you guys carry every single day can i go andrew will that be all right sure. okay uh, everything you just said, I have as well, except I keep it all right here on my phone. <laughs> I put my phone in the bag and then I go with the bag. No, okay, here we go. Okay, this is my daily driver. The classic Brad bag right there. Yeah. Yep. Classic yep. Brad bag. I used to have one very similar to that, but then I, I went up to a computer bag. But yours has got the cool factor. We're going to need to adjust the microphone for this one. Okay. All right. Here we go, folks. Yours looks like you were lifting some LBs, by the way. So I keep a lot in here. Uh, all right. Um, okay. This is for cleaning my shoes uh, in case I get dirt or mud on them. This. Oh, sorry. Time out. Uh, Melissa, uh, Kelsey Amber said that your bag was not that big. I don't know if she's saying it sarcastically or not, but uh, no, she's a girl. She's a girl. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. She's sorry. Sorry, Brad, carry on. Okay, grooming devices. Well, this was a holdover from when I used to have a beard it, and I would comb it, so that's just kind of stuck. Um, hey, you don't have a beard anymore. No, I, I, Mandy gave me a haircut, and then I thought, well, I, I'd like to trim the beard to be the same same as the sides. All right, uh, you know, we got the lip balm, Burt's Bees, not a sponsor. We got pens, pens galore. I've got a whole other pocket of pens. Uh, we've got the AirPods. Um, we keep the Bible and my Smorp journal. Oh, uh, now it's bad about having a Bible in my bag. I mean, it's all on my phone. Then uh, I've got just a separate notebook for other notes in case I need to. O old Smorp journal, that can go away. Uh, we got the glasses. Uh, let's see here. We've got the USB charger. That comes in. That This thing, if I don't put it in my bag, it disappears because a kid or Mandy uh, get their hands on it. We've got... We've got the multi-tool. We've got the knife. I live in a city now. We've 
we've got <laughs> we've got the toothpicks. Um, just in case, I've got Rook. Uh, <laughs> You know, in case in case a spontaneous game of Rook can break out. You're coasting <laughs> into Melissa territory here. Because then you have it. Okay, because then you have it. Uh, little, little, uh, I keep these little tiny things of cologne because uh, then you never, you just don't know. Um, oh, man. Uh, I keep a lighter in my bag, which comes in handy. The knife and the lighter probably get used more than anything else, but don't ask. Um uh, we got the hand. We got the hand cream. Uh, winter's here, dry, dry skin season. Um, we've got cables. We've got chargers, and we've got cables. We've got masks. What's the hand cream in your bag? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, d- okay, we've got masks. I'm not done. <laughs> uh, so oh, okay. I've got I've got something that's clipping on the inside and on the uh, inside this. Are a bunch of guitar picks. Guitar picks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we've got this part that's in here, and this guys, this is oh another guitar pick. Uh, we've got dongles, we've got headphones, and apparently we've got Q-tips. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see. All right, let's go to the side pockets now. Oh no! What have I unleashed? <laughs> we should have uh, marked out more time for this. All right, <laughs> the side pockets. <laughs> Too yeah. many pens. And a toothbrush. I wondered if that was a toothbrush. And the toothbrush, just so that you're aware, is for the headphones. It's for cleaning headphones and and only that. Uh, n- never shall that pen grace the, the roof of my mouth. <laughs> and then finally, the last pocket in, in this is uh, business cards. Because <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Although these have seen better days. Uh, I'll, I shall restock with some fresh ones, but uh, there's the business card, and let me. Let's just Have you it. ever flossed with the business card? No, because I keep toothpicks. Are you not paying attention? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a QR code as well, so if you've got your phone there, people, uh, just oh, there you go. Scan that QR code, and that will bring you not to my church website, which would make sense, but to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and ladies and gentlemen, oh well. And before I before we started, I mean, I had my tablet uh, in there as well. And then it just depends if there's a different need. Sometimes there's a hat in there, you know, uh, water bottle, things like that. But this bag has been fantastic. Bought it in Calgary. And uh, yep, that's me. I have one thing to add before Andrew starts. I forgot one thing I had. Which I've never used, but if it ever comes in handy, it will come in super handy, which is the world's smallest mag light. It's called a mini mag. Very nice. Wow. Yeah. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Oh, my soul. <laughs> Andrew has lost all patience for us. And my multi-tool has... Come on, come on. Another guitar pick. Don't fail me now. Has, has, a, has a flashlight. All right, Andrew. <laughs> Empty uh, your Sobeys bag of stuff you take to work every day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is my bag. <laughs> it's a nice bag. I like it. For some reason, a couple years ago, I decided I desperately needed a North Face bag and uh, bought one. And uh, actually, it still looks pretty much brand new, and I use it every day. So it was worth the investment. I keep it empty. That's the secret. 
<laughs> so I got I got this empty Sobeys bag. <laughs> There's a bag in the bag. That's called an expansion. Know. I don't even know why it's in there, but it is. Uh, let's see. And then I got uh, I got some hair stuff and a beard brush. Listen to those that are just in here. Uh, for those that are just started to watch, because I see that. Oh, we lost them. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, because I don't, uh, I don't really uh, style my hair often. I just do it if I'm recording a video at church. Uh, so I just uh, bring it and do it then in that moment. That was some sweet um, ASMR. I was gonna say, yeah, I like that. Crink the crinkle tinkles. The crinkles. Yeah, that's basically inside the bag. That's all. That's, in there. that's the main compartment. What? Yeah. An empty. Well, no. And then usually my my laptop's in there. And like your lunch probably so, or something. And the charge cable. I don't bring lunch to work. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, I have a thank you card. I just keep that. Uh, that was a thank you for buying this bag. <laughs> um, I have this patch that says Beckwith that uh, has been in there forever because I wanted to sew it on. Uh, and then I have it because I don't know how to sew. Um, <laughs> I got business cards. Hey. Oh, there you go. Twinsies. Uh, um let's just see here <laughs> like that no that's it, that's it. That's i love that bag. like 50 percent of your cargo space is taken up with hair stuff that you don't use that often you should just keep in your drawer at home at work i mean what's the extra bag for like just in case you come I, upon things i have no idea I've, i have no idea why it's there i like the idea of having an extra bag just floating around if you need it for like oh you gotta take your shoes home or gotta do whatever right you know what that's not a bad sure. idea i might incorporate i mean yeah that. definitely why it's in there hmm. uh, so i'm so curious gentlemen after i know this is your segment lucas but after each of us seeing what the other person has in theirs is there anything that we've learned from each other that we're going to incorporate into our daily routine? I'm I'll start. I actually am. I, I like Andrew's bag in a bag. So I, I think I shall incorporate that. <laughs> the accidental thing. The like Russian thing. nesting dolls. Yes. And I think I got bag, too much stuff in my bag, guys. I'm going to streamline a little bit. Okay. Lucas, what did you learn? Uh, let's see. I feel like, Listen, this is going to sound bad, but I, although Melissa just passed me a note saying that Gideon, you can talk a little quieter so he can sleep. So uh, I'll try to do that. Um, I think I feel like Andrews is a little too light. And Brad, I feel like you're going to have back pain from yours. And I feel like I'm threading the needle. Now you have some you got some cool stuff. That's for sure. Um, but I think, I don't know, I, I, I think I've got everything I want for mine. Oh, wait, no, there's one thing I wanted. Oh, shoot, I even thought of it the other day. Oh, I, you have a, a battery pack. I flirted with the idea of buying a battery pack several times, mm -hmm. but I'm like an obsessive compulsive charger, so I don't think I'd ever actually use it. Um, but I would love, it would, be, if, it would make me feel secure knowing it was there. So maybe a battery pack, especially if I could charge, like get half of a MacBook charge off it or something. Thing about my bag is I only even bring it home on like Tuesday nights when we have the podcast. <laughs> so you're you're running real light, just a wallet. I and I, I like I like that a lot. That's, I can respect that. Uh, and when I do bring it home, usually I forget it and I have to come back and get my bag after I after I bring so the it's kids. Like, why to even bother? 
Oh, well, there. Uh, we all learned a little something. And uh, oh, One last question. Please. Brad, is your Switch normally in your bag? Did you take it out for this segment? No, no. sir. No. Switch generally stays at home unless I'm going somewhere where I might be able to play it. Right. That's, that's fair. Then I don't mind. All right. And uh, next up, we have another segment with me, Andrew. Man, we're going to do our smorp, right? Flaw right, guys? Flawless. Um, if you have never been here for a smorp, smorp stands for scripture, message, obedience, repentance, and prayer. And so we're going to read a Bible passage, and then we are going to have some discussion based around those five uh, aspects that I mentioned. And we encourage you to uh, put your thoughts in the chat and uh, just be mindful that it's about 30-second delay-ish. So if you write something and we don't answer you right away or acknowledge it, it's because we haven't seen it yet. Or, yeah. So anyways, no, it's the opposite. It's the other way around. I forget. How's that work? It works like this. Right the first time. There, there's a little bit of a delay, so uh, we'll be saying stuff. You'll see. You'll by the time you hear it, we may have moved on. So by the time you right. go to respond, we might have already moved on. So we're not there. ignoring what you're saying. Uh, He's articulating it better than I. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so we are reading Ephesians five, twenty-five to thirty-three this evening, and it's from the English Standard Version. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband." Sorry, I didn't have, apparently I didn't have verse 33 up there. But thanks for reading it. Apologies. All right. So, scripture, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? Um, the ones up oh. off the screen to me were in, their, in different spots, but it was the um, husbands love your wives, wives respect your husbands. Um, for me, it was husbands love your wives. That's definitely in there. Same with you, Lucas. There's, you know, both, but it's as Christ loved the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that part. Those were the phrases that stood out to me. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to pick something that really stood out to me. Um, I'm just going to kind of move on, I guess. I don't want to sit here. Um, <clears throat> What does the scripture tell you about the nature and work of God? Do you guys Ooh. have anything to add to that? Ooh, well, I uh, I would I would definitely throw down that 
some, one of the things we can see in the nature of God is a sacrificial love. Uh, you know, verse 25 says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her in, in reference to the church, which is us. So that, that would see that. Yeah, I like that. So message, what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Hmm. I've come at this scripture from a couple of different places before. Um, at one time, in reference to kind of settling in my mind who God is and who the church is, and... Uh, like husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. My job is to love my wife like Christ loved the church, not me love. Now, don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I love the people of the church, but I'm not to love the church in the same way that I love my wife. And I, mm -hmm. I was I was working through the appropriate. Um, I, I hate to say priorities as though it's like a list of who's most important in my life. But it, but it's kind of like working through that. Now, but your wife should come take precedence over the church, but, I would think. Yes, a hundred percent, very much so. And so I was working through that at the time. When I looked at it this time, uh, what what stood out to me was husbands love your wives. Well, that's a no brainer. But okay, well, what does that love look like? And how am I really supposed to love like Christ loved the church? And I already said this in the nature part. But how did Christ love the church? Well, and it just, it follows it up. He gave himself up for her. Christ sacrificed himself for us. He loved us, to, you know, to death and, and loved us even when it hurt and loved us. Um, well, I, there, I, I said it. So, you know, when I, when I look at how am I, how am I loving my wife? Am I loving my wife sacrificially to the point where like, I genuinely care about her needs over my own. And that, that I am, I am, that find, I don't know, fulfillment, I don't know if I have the words, in, in loving her like that. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm landing when I'm, when I'm looking at this. And as well, you know, like it just, it gives, keeps giving examples, like love your wife, like, you know, you love yourself. Well, I take care of myself. So I need to take care of my wife, but I do also see that this, it, it, you know, it's reciprocal. It's, it's, it's not just, okay, husbands love your wives and wives just receive it, enjoy it. And, and, and you should, but there's, there's also responsibility for the wife in, in this relationship mm -hmm. uh, as well to do that back to the husband. Anyway. I, um, when I was reading this uh, earlier today, it, it, I, I like this scripture. It reminds me of uh, one of my favorite like marriage books I've ever read. And it's probably a lot of you guys have probably heard of it. It's called Love and Respect by Emerson Egrich, um, like a couples counselor, whatever, but folks on the family guy. Um, and he said, it's interesting because he said, you know, wives are commanded, like husbands are commanded to love their wives. Wives are commanded to respect their husbands. And he goes, does that mean that like husbands aren't supposed to respect their wives and wives aren't, aren't expected to love their husbands? And he goes, no, he goes, but we're, we're commanded like, because we each do those things naturally. He said, because wives um, usually have no problem loving their husband. Like it comes naturally to them 
but sometimes husbands need to be reminded to like act out that love and show them that love because that maybe doesn't come as naturally to us hmm. in the same way like a man would and he talked about in the world of man and like the world of respect and like we we show respect and all that sort of thing and women, women are more natural at showing love and I, I really like the way he put it he put it a thousand times better than i ever could um but it, it was really interesting because a lot of the time we do the husbands love your wives and we kind of gloss over the respect to your husband part because it, it sounds people get the idea of respect being like a like it's a domineering or like or dominating and, and that's not what it's meant to be right it's Absolutely. meant to be uh just kind of give them what they need which sometimes is that um that respect and he goes into detail about what that actually looks like from a biblical perspective and from like a servant perspective right like loving your wives like sacrificially and and respecting your husbands even when sometimes they don't act in a way that would be deserving of it and just like sometimes your wives might not be acting in a way that would be you know deserving of that love but you're commanded to show them anyway right and mm. and we, if we only treat people the way they deserve to be treated then that's a quick way to get diminishing returns in your marriage pretty fast so uh, anyway if anybody ever sees that book i highly recommend it they have this like small group studies for and stuff like that i've i really enjoyed it cool that's awesome um <clears throat> obedience write down one step of obedience you need to take today or this week based on what god is revealing to you and maybe something you are already working on is my wife watching <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll jump in right here i i, I finished reading a book I, it was on the table i don't know where it went but anyway i finished reading a book here as i started over christmas called uh five questions for just oh there you go melissa gave it to me for christmas i kiss uh, dating goodbye better decisions fewer regrets five questions to help you determine your next move by andy stanley and in that book he talked about that one of the last questions and he says it's hard because it's the question that you might you might do this good step and and you might not get a return on it which is anytime that you're in like a relationship whether it's um you know asking like what does god want from you what about you and your wife, you and your kids, you and your neighbor, whoever? He says the questioning that you need to kind of when you're thinking through a situation, always put it through the uh, filter of what does love require of me? Basically saying like, not do I, what not what do I want to do? Not what do they deserve? Not whatever, but what does love require I do? Like if I really love this person, what would I do? He says a lot of the time that'll answer your question of what you need to do. You just ask yourself, what does love require of me? Um, and I've been... I, I've been kind of chewing on that over the last few days because I just read that like a week ago. Um, so now when I'm when I'm when all my selfish needs and thoughts come up, I'm going to try to put it against the what does love require of me. And sometimes I'll, I'll say what does love require of me, and I'll say, well, I know it's that, but I'm going to do this. But at least I called it out. Like even if I don't have the like whatever to follow what I at least I know this is what I should do. This is what I'm doing. I need to get in sync, right? Hmm. So that's an area of obedience for me. That's interesting because, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to diminish what you're saying, but maybe an act of love is to like, you know, do the laundry. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Right. Like take the initiative and I don't know. Anyway, I'm kind of in the same place in what you're saying, Lucas, in terms of being aware of what love looks like and how to respond in love, even when I don't feel like it, because there are definitely times when I don't feel like it. Um, and yet I'm, re I'm required, commanded to do that. 
you know, and it says here, I, I was reading in verse 26, and I'm just kind of hovering here that he might sanctify her. Love your wives as Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her. And sanctifying is like setting apart. And I was thinking, you know, I was visually imagining setting my wife apart from everything else. And, you know, my attention and focus and my love is for her. And and having this conversation with her and saying, you know, what what do you what do you want? Uh, what, what do you want from me? But not not like not like that. But, you know, like how many arguments or uh, people that feel like they just they feel maybe neglected or rejected because they're not receiving the love that that they need because they never talk about it? Like how many marriages are like these silent marriages where, where people feel neglected and rejected because they just never talk about, hey, you know, I'm not feeling loved by this or by that. And and I'm not trying to get into the emotional, like placating, just making everybody feel good all the time, like deep down knowing that they're appreciated. So uh, I think for me, the point of obedience is to have those types of conversations. You know, how are we doing? You know, what, how are you perceiving, you know, me and what can I, what can I do to love you better? Uh, if that makes, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. All right. And lastly, we have repentance and prayer and uh, repentance, write down any confessions that God reveals to you in this passage and prayer, spend time thanking the Lord for all his blessings. Do you have anything to add about those two things? I think we could all confess that we've not loved our wives perfectly. Right. And the prayer. They confess that about us too. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the prayer part we could all agree on is that we need to be very thankful for the wives we've been given. Uh, I uh, just watched a video for a course I'm in on uh, Phineas F. Brazine. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's one of the founders of the Church of the Nazarene. Um, and, and so I, we were, I was watching this video and he had these major crisis moments throughout his ministry and his time, uh, being with the Methodist church and then the inception of the Nazarene church. And, but through this whole thing, his wife was right there with him, always encouraging. And again, it was, a, I said to my pastor here, I'm like, you know, if I can take exactly what I saw on the screen as the way it legit went down, he would not be the man he was without his wife because, right in all these hardships when he was doubting and not knowing she was always right there, encouraging, nudging him forward, calling him forward into who he would become type of thing. Mm. Um, that made me think, am, am I that for my wife? And, mm -hmm. you know, am I there encouraging and all that? And here's what I know for myself is Mandy is that type of uh, wife for me when I'm going through whatever she's there beside me, you know, calling me forward and, and all that. And so I, I became watching this movie. I was very, th I, I gotta be honest. I cried cause I was laying, I, this is for a course. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just overwhelmed with gratitude for the wife, um, that the Lord has provided for me in Mandy. Mm. So I, and I know because I know both of your wives, I think we could both say the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that would be my prayer point right there, gentlemen. Yeah. And with that, I've successfully started Valentine's week. I think for me, I was going to say, yeah, you're just making up for no, no Valentine's week with that. Ah, uh, dear. All right, gentlemen. Thank you, Andrew, for the smorpin. Um, 
we're going to start to wrap this thing up. But before we do, I have some Valentine's Day trivia for you. I'm going to get it up on your screen. Yes, Lucas. I uh, One little thought. I meant to ask this before we, we left my earlier segment. But while we're getting the screen up and going, if you have an everyday carry, a thing you have to have on you at all times or something that no one else does that you think is the best, throw it into the chat. There you go. Let's see if we can get this up and get our faces back on the screen. And there they are. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Valentine's Day Trivia, the trivia game about Valentine's Day and all things Valentine's. Can I say that anymore? Here we go. Gentlemen, the way that I will uh, the way that we'll do this is if you can get your hand up first, I'll try to watch for it. I think I sucked at that last time. OK, Lucas. And the answer? I was just testing my buzzer, making sure it works. All right, you ready, Andrew? Yeah. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Who receives the most Valentines each year? Is it A, teachers, B, wives, C, children, D, pets? Lucas. D, children. Andrew? I guess, teachers. I guess if I'm, if I'm doing both, do we need to raise hands? We should do the raise hand thing in the... You get like first the, bet. Like what? the actual raise hand thing, the clicky thing. I like that. I can't do that on my iPad. I'm sure I can. Uh, I guess you're going to lose then. Well, we really <laughs> should. Okay, and the answer is, and then we'll come to a decision here. The answer is A, teachers. Uh-huh. Ha-ha-ha. Uh -huh. All right. <laughs> I think what I'll do, gentlemen, is just... So, okay, uh... Andrew's go. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you what the stakes were. Uh, whoever loses has to pay for a Valentine's Day supper for the winner. <laughs> uh, Lucas and Andrew. So Lucas got uh, none. Andrew got one. All right, here we go. Conversation candies officially became heart-shaped in what year? 1885. Uh, Don't worry with the hands. I'm just going to ask you. 1968. Uh, uh, 1902 and 1873. Actually, the hands will matter because you'll get first call. So, Andrew. 68. Andrew's going with 68. Lucas? I'm going with 02. And the answer is, survey says, 02. Lucas is on the board. 1902. All right. Are you writing down your points to make sure that there's the... That well, I think we played a game one time and no one was keeping score, so I always keep score, keep score now. The first box of Valentine's Day chocolate was introduced in what year? Is it 1624, uh, 1868, 1848, or 1912? Lucas? 1848. 1848. Andrew? 68. The answer is 68. Andrew <laughs> confidently coming in with some knowledge. All right, folks. Valentine's Day is a popular day for what? A, breakups. B, getting a new puppy. C, buying a new car. Or D, getting engaged. Lucas. Gotta be getting engaged. Andrew? Breakups. <laughs> oh, going the opposite. That, All right. That's February 13th. <laughs> and, of course, Lucas is right with the getting engaged. Moving on. Candy hearts were originally what? Dinner mints, medical lozenges, Altoids, or Lifesavers? Andrew? Dinner mints. Andrew's going dinner mints. Lucas is going medical lozenges. And the answer is medical lozenges. <laughs> Way to go, yes. Lucas. All right, folks, here we wow. go. What colors are considered the color of love? Give two. 
Andrew. Pink and red. All right, Lucas. White and red. The answer, of course, is pink and red. So, Andrew, with the point, moving on. The oldest record of a Valentine's is from what year? 1512. Well, that was you both put hands up at the same time. 1415, 684, or 1863. I think Lucas got in just an inch. C684. All right, C684. Luke, or Andrew? A. The answer is B. The year four. Oh, wow. Okay. What is the favorite candy in the chocolate box? Is it A, caramels, B, chocolate covered nuts, C, chocolate filled, or D, coconut? Lucas with the hand up. Mm. A, oh. caramel. All right. Going A, caramel. Looks like you're just putting your hand up to get first dibs. B. B, and the answer is A, caramel. I was torn. I almost went with B, so I'm glad. That was my hesitation. How much money, gentlemen, is spent on pets each Valentine's Day? The answer should be zero. Uh, is it A, 5 million, B, 2.4 million, C, 1.7 million, or D, 8.6 million? Uh, Andrew had his hand up way early. Andrew? B. D. 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 For dog. As in dog, ah. yeah. The I was going to go with that. So, so I'll say, I don't know, 5 million. It's going to be a lot. All right. The and the answer is 1.7 oh. million with C for cat. It makes me glad that it's not any higher than that. Uh, it shouldn't be any. All right. What is the most popular Valentine's Day flower? Is it daisies, roses, tulips, sunflowers? Andrew. <laughs> B, roses. Okay. Lucas, I can't imagine you're going to choose anything different. I'm not, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm not even gonna vote. Well, of course, the answer is A or B, sorry, roses. All right, how many roses are given each year? 100 million, 10 million, 50 million, 25 million, Lucas. 50 million. Okay, Andrew. 100 million. The answer is 50 million. Congratulations, Lucas. All right, folks, we're still going here. Which king declared February 14th the holiday of St. Valentine's Day? Is it A, King Henry, B, King James, King Richard, or King George? Or Burger King, the Burger King? Uh, Andrew. C. King Richard, all right. I'm going with D, King George. And the answer, gentlemen, is King Henry. Oh, Henry. The average amount of money a woman spends on Valentine's Day is $20, $50, $70, $100. And Andrew came in hot with this one. Go ahead, uh, Andrew. A. 20 bucks. All right. And uh, I'm going D with like hair and makeup and everything. Ah. I was thinking like as a gift for the, for the male. That is where my brain went. Uh, but the answer, gentlemen, is C, $70. Get your yeah. hair, dude. Here we go. The average amount that a man spends on Valentine's Day is $10, $50, $80, or $130. Uh, Andrew, again, coming in hot, man. Now, what is your what is your guess informed upon? Is this the man getting his hair did? No, this is GIF. Straight right. up GIF. Straight up GIF. Uh, hmm. Do you think they do you think they have Valentine's week? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go A. What? Okay. I'm. I'm gonna go D. 
because so the answer of course is d lucas you got to bring the, the average amount wow yep yep all right here we go uh what medication was introduced on this day valentine's in 1929 was it morphine valium motrin or penicillin andrew d d penicillin i'm, I'm going a morphine morphine the answer is d penicillin andrew andrew just so that you're so that you know you are only one behind what other holiday was originally observed on February 14th? Was it A, Diefenbaker's birthday, B, Groundhog Day, C, Super Bowl Sunday, or D, St. Patty's Day? Lucas. Was it Groundhog Day? Oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you threw me by asking me a question. I, <laughs> I and you answered. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, all right. I guess you can trick me. We're nearing the end here, gentlemen. In 2010, 39,897 people in what city broke the, the record for the world's largest group kiss? Was it in Mexico, Rome, Sydney, or Venice? Lucas. What? Uh, I got to say Venice. Unbelievable. I was going to say Rome love. anyways. I was going to say Rome anyways, but I'm outraged that you said he thought he raised his hand before. I have to be honest. I was having a hard time reading and may have missed both of you. <laughs> Uh, so you're saying Rome, Andrew, and Lucas, you're saying yeah. Venice. The answer is Mexico City, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, all right. Only two left. Hallmark creates about how many new Valentine's Day cards each year? I saw that hand, Andrew. Is it A, 100? Is it B, 5,000? C, 7,500? Or D, 2,000? A. A, okay. And Lucas? I'm going D. And the answer is D, 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 2000. Lucas securing that lead. And uh, all right, here we go. Last one, guys. Who created the first Valentine's Day box of chocolates? Was it A, Milton Hershey, B, Richard Cadbury, C, Russell Stover, or D, Louis IV? I wanted to put Lucas Candy in there because candy, you know, but anyway. All right. Uh, Lucas, what are you saying? B, Richard Cadbury. Going with the Cad. All right. And uh, Andrew? D. D. It's Louis the Fourth. It, oh, it is. The answer is, in fact, Richard Cadbury. <laughs> oh, well. Folks, I made Lucas doubt himself for a moment. For just a moment. All right, folks. That's been our Valentine's Day trivia. Thank you for playing. Hopefully you played along at home and did better than we did. You've got some Valentine's dinner conversation starters. That's right. Congratulations, Lucas, on your big win. You can send a Dairy Queen gift card to my address. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I think it got lost in the mail. Uh, speaking of lost, gentlemen, our outro is gone. So shall we just get out of here? Really do. All right, folks. Well, thank you for spending the last hour and change. No, it hasn't even been an hour. Thank you for spending the last 47 minutes with us. Lucas, Andrew, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And folks, uh, we just appreciate you watching and being a part of this. Don't forget, to don't forget to share it, like it, and subscribe. And you know what we do here with the Auction Holy Club. Until next time, keep spiritually fit and have, and have fun. fun.